0: Hello and welcome to Viva Pod a look of our emotional This is episode 8, Blue Hawaii from 1961. I'm Mike Manzi.
1: And I'm Joey Lewandowski. And Mike, I feel like, and I don't know if this, again, the premise of this show is that we know almost nothing about Elvis' movies. Yes. But it feels like after Jailhouse Rock, which is still my least favorite Elvis movie okay. so far, this is the second, like, big, in terms of popularity,
0: probably, right? Or I th- no? I think so. I think so. I mean, just like the... The title of the movie and the song list of yeah. this movie they're very well-known songs
1: it's these two i think jailhouse rock this and then probably Viva las vegas are probably the three big ones mm-hmm. right
0: yeah i think it's telling that two of them are destinations like las vegas and hawaii he's gonna go back to hawaii a bunch i think or at least one more time he does
1: that big concert why not there's another movie i think in hawaii oh good good i think All maybe right? not we'll find out again they, they don't know him, anything
0: they want him back after this guess so <laughs> uh
1: mike Can you quickly describe what the plot of this is before we go in in detail? Yeah,
0: Elvis is just coming back from the service to Hawaii, where he lives with his very wealthy parents that run a pineapple business. But he wants to be with his local girlfriend and kind of be aroused about and do nothing all day until he decides, hey, I'll be a tour guide. And Elvis becomes a tour guide for the movie. And the movie kind of becomes this travelogue of like a very long commercial for come on over to Hawaii, the newest state in the union kind of thing. And And that's kind of the whole movie. He uh, runs into some girl trouble but ends up getting married at the end on a big raft, which was kind of nice. We'll we'll get to that. What better way to, to sort of boost
1: tourism for your area than to have Elvis like make an yeah. entire movie? Like, hey, look how beautiful Hawaii is. Come on out.
0: He should have done one for every state. He didn't do one for Alaska, does he? That would have been hilarious.
1: So Sufjan Stevens, the musician, was like, I'm going to make an, a record for every state. And so he's from oh. Illinois. So he did Illinois. And he did like one other state. And he's like, I'm done. So he made two. <laughs> Illinois is great, though. It, it's a great, great, great record. But like, it's a commitment. I mean, Elvis made, well, how many movies make? Like four, 31? So like, yeah. I mean, he could still could have made. A bunch. I think he he maybe would have gotten to New Jersey. If, if you go in order of, I guess he, he's not going in order of release. No.
0: And we might see, he might be on like a road trip in one of these movies and go cross country. That would be interesting. Like one of them could be sort of like a mellow kind of gumball rally type thing. All I, right. don't, I don't know. They do a pretty good job of keeping him like from the
1: south though. They're like, he's in
0: Hawaii, but he's from the south. Yeah, his mom, Angela Lansbury, yeah. is definitely reminding you that. And his dad's from the north. So there's this whole like, you know, northern south thing happening. His mom talks talking about how like great this guy was. It's just too bad he was a Yankee. It's just like, oh, so
1: you're real like, pro-Confederacy. Okay. Oh,
0: she's kind of straight up racist. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: The whole movie kind of is, but Elvis isn't. I don't know. We'll get to there, but okay. Yeah, yeah. So before we get into the movie, before we get into the songs, the taglines. I love it. Up and down. This is one of the better ones. Ride the crest of the wave onto the most mm. beautiful place on earth. Join Elvis
0: Presley in a paradise of song. That kind of reminds me of, Keanu's name. Like a cool breeze, a breeze. over the mountain. The crest of the wave onto the most beautiful place. Number
1: two, see Elvis sing and dance the Rockahoola Twist. All I right. mean, he does that, but the worst one, 14 terrific songs in RCA's blues chasing Blue Hawaii album. Blues uh, chasing? I More guess. like
0: skirt chasing.
1: Number four, ecstatic romance, exotic dances, exciting music in the world's lushest paradise of song.
0: That's the closest. It's not. I mean, none of them have been great. Those are difficult words to say. Ecstatic, exotic, luscious. Yeah, they're trying to like sell Hawaii on these like very long
1: words. (laughs) And then the last one, Elvis Presley rides the crest of the wave in dot 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 blue Hawaii. So the crest of the wave is really what they're pushing for. And like he to say he surfs in this is an exaggeration, but he's on a surfboard in this. He sleeps on a
0: surfboard. It's got to be tough to do that. That's got to take some skill. But yeah, he's in the water. (laughs) He gives surf instructions. They don't get in the water. So funny. The surf instructions.
1: Yeah. Okay. So let's get into this as we go through the songs and the movie itself. So it kicks off. Wait, we had uh,
0: predictions. Do we do those before or after?
1: I don't know. We could do the predictions. Let's let's do the predictions first. So here's what you thought. And we're both kind of actually kind of close in different ways. So you... Thought he was a surf instructor at a hotel. So okay. not a hotel, but he is kind of a surf instructor, but also not, it's just, like, it's just like a thing he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not wrong there. Dirty dancing-esque. It is kind of at one point. Someone's on vacation, yes. Uh-huh. Who messes around with Elvis, yes. A baby or Johnny thing, but not really. No, no surf contest nope Damn. fairly recent state yes the, the travel thing big travelogue where elvis gives a tour of the whole island quote that's where they'll film jurassic park in a few years i said. couldn't
0: believe it i don't know if they filmed jurassic park there i think they're on a different island but that's pretty good they go to two islands the interesting thing
1: like the way that that could have been almost spot on is if he had been in a relationship with one of the women who shows up right which a couple of them try
0: there's two scenarios at least yes
1: but i was glad that he's for the most part and there's even a song about it he's mostly faithful to Miley <laughs> amazing and then I said Elvis is a performer entertainer at a resort which again isn't right but he kind of that's like a hat he wears just like a surf instructor hat and he falls in love with a woman on her honeymoon
0: which again mm. isn't but... that's a nice idea though I yes. like that. he's kind of like the entertainment he's like Johnny in a lot of ways at Dirty Dancing he's like Patrick Swayze sure. in many ways but not entirely
1: yeah You were definitely closer. Neither was spot on, but you you were pretty good. I think the thing that threw us is that, like, the relationship was with an island girl, half French, half Hawaiian. And again, aside from opening the movie, kissing a a flight attendant, and then getting kissed by two of the women who were on the trip, he's into Miley and, like, doesn't stray. No. This is kind of like the least dirtbag Elvis we've had almost. It
0: is, but he's still kind of a dirtbag in some ways, but it's very much like they're shedding that. Because like otherwise he wouldn't have done the thing with the stewardess, you know. And then there's just he makes a couple rude comments. I think there's a certain who's just like I gotta be e baby. Like you gotta. That is true. And she's like, she's like, I know. And he kind of lightens up after that a bit more. When he's taken seriously. Yeah. Um, I gotta be E. I gotta be E. I so I gotta be E. The So this is
1: actually, I think, also... I was looking back because I felt like there was more music in this movie than in any other movie, but this is the third movie we've had at least 10 songs in. So G.I. Blues had a ton. King Creole had a bunch, and G.I. Blues had a bunch, and this had a bunch. But the, the the reason I bring it up is because this is the first time the album, the soundtrack, has all the songs, oh. and they're in order. Oh, cool. Because like in the past, it's just like, it was track one, then track eight, then track two, then track yeah. six, then track four. It's Just like that's weird. And they came out as like B sides. Yes, this this is literally all fourteen songs in the movie. Good in order. No extras, missing none. It's just like, you love the movie, Good. find the soundtrack.
0: ducks in a row. I mean, the movie is just like a listening party for the most part. It's like a slideshow, you know? Like my mom would tell me, I just missed this type of stuff growing up, but I have come across tons of slides in basements and things. And like, yeah, I've heard stories where like they would put on music and show their slides yeah. and talk about and it. It would be like what we're watching here. Even the other movie that we're talking about today that you came down to talk
1: about for the Hanks and the Memories podcast, it's like, it's like Hanks's postcards kind of, right? Oh just right. like a snapshot of a thing with a song to accompany it. But okay. instead of just like San Francisco and this place and this place, it's just like this Hawaiian place and this Hawaiian place and yeah. this Hawaiian place. So the movie starts with the song, the titular Blue Hawaii, playing over the opening credits. Not a song he's singing. I mean, he's singing, but like in the movie, just playing
0: over the credits. Right, right, right. You know, good song. Sets the mood. You know, uh, they're really going to try and sell Hawaii as this place where you come to relax and just fall asleep on the beach and don't do very much. And it's all just like a pleasure zone kind of thing.
1: Fall asleep and fall in love. And in that opening, so as he's coming back from,
0: not war. The service. The
1: service. uh, We get Miley speeding to the airport to pick him up in
0: a red sports car a red
1: sports car shout out to cage
0: club loved it
1: and what i love about this like it's just like the small town vibe is that a cop pulls her over and she's like you know fast and furious breaks next speed away and then he finally pulls her over she's like chad's
0: home he's like well let's get you to the airport and so like he just escorts it i'm like that's cool i like that that is a very sort of Fast and Fears opening where it's like, um, we don't know Brian's racing, where's he going? Oh, he's he's at the hospital or like yeah. he's picking up his son from school. It's like one of those kinds of fake outs. And
1: Elvis is playing a guy named Chadwick Chad Gates. Couldn't believe Chad chadwick and miley like i said is elvis's girlfriend who's half hawaiian and half french we find out that he's been gone for two years which kind of mirrors elvis's actual trajectory but this is his fourth movie after he got back so like it's kind of like hey elvis was gone for two years this elvis this version of elvis is gone for two years too but you know he comes back he's making out the flight attendant he's just i was only
0: having some fun That is, like, the worst, though. Like, this has to be his worst introduction, right? I hope this is his worst introduction. We don't get anything worse than this. Because he's like, it wouldn't maybe be as bad if he wasn't looking directly at Miley while he was kissing the stewardess. And the stewardess was like, anytime you need to, like, embarrass another girlfriend, let me know.
1: I think what's weird about it is that I was expecting him to be a real dirtbag because of this. But, like, Miley forgives him and he's like cool like he just it's weird like it's a very weird introduction because it's not the character he is at all no
0: and it makes you but it made me think that's the way he was gonna be so like yes. he was he had to win me back almost the whole movie yeah so then the song that as they
1: go to the beach like i don't think it's like it's just like a beach shack like that's not where she lives
0: no it's his hangout where he was before the, he went away with the island boys like yeah where him and his crew used to just like hang out and surf And
1: so on the way there to make out with her on the beach he sings to her almost always is true in the car on the way to the from the airports.
0: So there's a lot of car singing in this movie. He does it later but was this the weird moment where they like turn on the radio and the music starts and he kind of just sings along to the music well, on the radio? I think
1: there's that but there's also later when he's giving the tour and the Miss Corbett in the back, Ellie, is right. just like, I don't want to hear about this. And she just turns on the radio. He's like, I know this song. It's just starts... <laughs> so we'll, we'll get to the how forced is the music because like I genuinely don't know what to make of it. But like the thrust of the song is I was almost always true to you. Like I cheated, but I was mostly pretty good.
0: Yeah, I guess it means like, you know, it's over. I it won't do it again. Kind of declaration statement song kind of thing the thing that i was most surprised about with this movie is that
1: in this scene and then a couple scenes later there are like rather suggestive lines of dialogue where yeah. he says to her on you wet is my favorite color
0: and i'm like mm, okay then there's that part coming up where the little boy catches them Mm -hmm. And is like, can I play with you? And he says something about like, you know, you you can't, you can only play this game with a woman or something. And he's like, if I get a girl, can I play with you? And he like shows up with his own like little girlfriend at one point. Who's dressed in like a little bikini, kind of like what Miley's wearing. She's like, oh boy
1: yeah the couple like they're three years old like they're tiny they make out on the beach they change into the swimsuits they put on their flippers they go for a swim and this is where his like hawaiian like he's got this like it's not like a gang but it's a group of like five hawaiian dudes
0: yeah the beach boys
1: did you watch white lotus on hbo some of it so did you see like the group of hawaiians who like are like the rowing
0: team with no the sun? i didn't see that part
1: so there's the son like sydney sweeney's brother okay Mrs. Coach's son, who hates being there, just wants to play his Switch the entire time, whatever. He goes and sleeps on the beach because they're just like, We don't want you here. Not the parents. The parents are like, Be nice to your brother. But Sydney Sweeney and her friend are just like, We don't want you here. Get out. And so he goes and just like sleeps on the beach. And one morning he wakes up as these dudes are just like, you know, just kind of like this group of Hawaiian dudes in this movie are just like rowing the boat. And so spoilers for The End of White Lotus. I didn't love it. You can watch it, whatever. This doesn't really spoil it. But like, he just stays on the island, just like joins their group. So like, it oh. just reminded me because like they literally,
0: row on screen and singing i'm conflicted because like it feels a little bit like a parody but it's also like we don't know how to represent hawaiians yet
1: well we also don't know anything about any of them other than one loves to eat
0: and the other one
1: is slap happy yeah which just means he like slaps his chest a little bit
0: instead of a drum yeah Yeah. yeah uses his body
1: well they start singing aloha oi and then after about a minute elvis joins in after they're in this, they go for a swim. So it's just like, hey, somebody else is singing, I'm gonna join in and sing. That's a famous
0: song, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't recognize that one for sure. I guess
1: this movie is a kind of an interesting blend of like upbeat songs and kind of like ballads, and I think it straddles that line pretty well. But this is definitely one of the more slower love songs, yeah. island songs.
0: I like. I really like the instrumentation they use, like in, throughout this entire film, just like the, all the all the instruments they're trying to use to represent Hawaii sound and culture and stuff. I I don't know. It's just very pleasing. Yeah. It's also not too late in the movie and we already got topless Elvis swimming yeah. around and doing stuff
1: and we stuff. get topless Miley we don't see it oh like that's she right she loses her bikini top and Forgot she's like I'm that. not done swimming yet and then Duke the dog brings it on the beach they all laugh about it and the scene ends right Sweet so dog. I wish I, we get to know these characters more I know that's not gonna because there's a lot of them yeah they're kind of awesome like they're just singing and dancing and playing and it feels like a nice burst of energy like you can see why Elvis prefers hanging with them to his stuffy mom Angela Lansbury
0: oh yeah absolutely yeah this is like and this is the, these are his friends like this was his life before he left and so he just wants to come back and resume this because he doesn't want responsibilities yet any of that and who can blame him?
1: Then while he's on the beach there's sort of like they sort of split ways and I think Miley goes back to work which we'll get to in a second but Elvis is talking to his friends about they're like tell us about that
0: you know sweet little Italian number you picked up and this is where the song No More comes in. See these songs are just like coming one after the other.
1: Yeah because there's there's like the third or fourth song the first like 15-17 minutes and then there's like a 15-minute gap and then another 15-minute gap and then there's a couple and
0: then there's like a 20-minute gap at the end where there's nothing. Like there's like
1: bursts of songs it's
0: like oh right we forgot we have to like tell a story and finish a movie and not just play music the whole time And I don't really know, I guess this song doesn't seem to fit too much in the
1: narrative because it's almost like he was in love with an Italian girl, but like, I can't be your girlfriend anymore because I got to go away. Again, it doesn't really line up because he's like, no more do I see the starlight caress your hair. No more feel the tender
0: kisses we used to share.
1: I close my eyes and clearly my heart remembers a thousand goodbyes could never put out the embers.
0: So maybe that was the almost faithful girl that he was with. Maybe. They also do a thing here that closely kind of resembles, like, Hakka, but, like, I don't think they know exactly, yeah. like, they don't have anybody on set to do it properly, but you can see they saw that and were, like, trying to replicate it somehow. So while he's telling his friends about the
1: uh, Italian number, his dad shows up at Miley's office and she's just like, I know Elvis is home, his mom doesn't know, she needs to think that he just got home, make that happen, and she's like, I don't know why it's my
0: job, but, like, yeah. I guess... They haven't met, I don't think, um, which is a little awkward that... I guess they weren't introduced before he left and that they had some kind of, like, friendship. You would think they friendship. would know
1: because, like, if they're serious enough that, like, she's going to the airport to pick him up after two years away. Right. They were probably together for a while. And you would think that they would probably, like, maybe she would hang out with
0: the mom. Or, like, it would make sense that they're contentious. Like, I understand that. But yeah. that they've never met is Right. And the dad loves her, like, from the beginning. <laughs> like, the dad's pretty great. The dad loves her because she's hot. I mean, Maybe, I guess. Or because it makes Elvis happy, you know, and... Uh, it makes his wife furious and he likes that about it too perhaps because they seem retired all he does is drink mai tais all day is there is the line later where she says to him the mom elvis's
1: mom says to his dad like what did we do wrong he's like well getting married for a start like that's just like wow angela lansbury is really leaning into the island lifestyle because she's just like making mixed drinks and like just enjoying because she's clearly doesn't work her husband's got this like a, a partner in this very successful
0: fruit company yeah She's all in. So, watching this the second time, I had this thought, but there's no way that they could possibly have been going for this back in the day because this, she she and like, you know, like ping-pong her servant and everything like it's extremely right. bad. Yes. So, Elvis in this movie is constantly trying to reject all of that stuff right so is the movie saying her behavior is inappropriate or is or do the times not understand that you know what i mean like the times that the that the movie was made was is angela lansbury's character being used to be like don't go to hawaii and act like her you know
1: that's i don't know because like she's she's never redeemed right she's always insufferable no one
0: agrees with her her husband hates her her son Uh hates
1: her (laughs) ping pong resents her yeah Because there's also the thing that, like, Ping-Pong is not a name she gave this guy. Maybe it is. We don't know that, though. But, like, ostensibly the movie's like, his name is Ping-Pong, which is not great. No, it's not great. But also, like, Elvis just calls him, like, Ping or Pong. Like, it's just, like, a more, like, a casual, like, hey, you're not, like, a weird white person noun or whatever.
0: Yeah, because Elvis seems way more acclimated to the reality of Hawaii, which is that it's kind of like got its own thing going on you don't want to come in and you know appropriate it or anything like that and like it seems like elvis is on one side of the of he's in like the real hawaii and his his family life is in like this manufactured that george clooney movie hawaii what was that one when When with shailene woodley with the land the descendants the descendants hawaii it kind of reminded me of like that kind of image or something
1: and I think, like, there's the third group, which is kind of in the middle, which is the four teenagers and Miss Prentice who show up. And the it's tourists. like, they could go either way. Yeah. They could either, like, lean into the island lifestyle with Elvis, or they could, like, be annoying white ladies like the mom. Right. right? It's just yeah. like, which way? Like, you have a choice. It's totally up to you. Take the red pill, take the blue pill. Right? Like, do you want <laughs> to be a good islander or do you want to be a bad islander? Because yeah. there's, there's, like, the other people, like the Garveys, who show up and they're just, like, drunk assholes.
0: It almost is a movie saying like, come to Hawaii and be respectful is kind of like what I got out of it watching it this time. Yeah. The main conflict in the movie, which you
1: set up in the plot summary at the top, is that she wants, Elvis's mom wants him to class up, marry, right, get new friends, get a good job, work for the dad of the great Southern Hawaiian fruit company. Hmm. he's like, nope, not going to do it. No way. I'm going to entertain the idea. Then he goes back to his Hawaiian friends and he gives Miley's grandmother a little music box, which I thought was very sweet. And it plays the instrumental version of Can't Help Falling in Love, which he sings to her. That's right. Is this the appearance
0: of that song in in film? Because that becomes like one of his
1: huge hits, right? Because like the other, in terms of old songs, like Aloha Oi was like written, like that's like an ancient Hawaiian Mm -hmm. ritual song. Can't Help Falling in Love is a song recorded by Elvis for Blue Hawaii.
0: Wow. It became, yeah, because I remember being like, wow, this is from, this is what it's from because this is one of his major hits.
1: So the melody is based on a popular French love song from 1784. So the music is old, I guess, but the lyrics are Elvis.
0: Interesting. But this is the movie where it's from. I'm actually going to wonder, So Blue Hawaii soundtrack. That sounds a little familiar, the idea that he had a song translated into english or something like that i think i heard of that happening if not elvis i think that might have been a deal going on like in the 60s and 50s or it's like hey let's just change the lyrics to english it hit number
1: one on the us billboard 200 it made number one on the uk albums list the album the soundtrack the singles were can't help falling in love and no more so can't help falling in love can't help falling in love hit number three in australia four in canada two on the u.s billboard hot 100 number one on the u.s adult contemporary billboard list yeah but it was a, it was a hit it was for sure a hit it's a big song album soundtrack was a hit cool then there's a line again sort of fast and furious kind of but also not really it's the opposite of fast and furious where miley says because he's like i hate my family i hate my mom basically right she says we're not our families chad we're what <laughs> we make of ourselves yeah yeah absolutely so Elvis wants a new job not one in his dad's factory and he says a line which is one of my favorite lines from the movie I'm young I'm healthy and I'm not too stupid yes yeah. pretty
0: great yeah it's kind of nice like Elvis really doesn't like have this attitude i was expecting more of this attitude from the beginning of like you know not that he doesn't want to be taken seriously but of like i'm what i'm doing is so important or like you know i I just expected him to have be more pretentious maybe and stuff but like in this movie he is doing like full-on goofy elvis faces all the time, yeah. and he is like trying to make himself look stupid, and sort of doing whatever he can for laugh and entertainment. And net, I'm glad to see that keeping up because I just from the beginning was not expecting that. He just wants to be his own man. Like he's just like. Yeah.
1: Not super serious, like you're saying, but also serious enough that, like, he's on this beautiful picnic date with Miley, and he's like, I got an idea. I'm going to be a tour guide. I'm going to work for your company. I'm going to go. And he, like,
0: (laughs) leaves. And she's like, wait a minute. What about, what are you forgetting? And he, like, grabs all the stuff, and she's like, what about me? Like, oh, right, yeah, 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 he's got this really kind of goofy innocence things that he could always play off as like I was just joking, and like everyone's like, "Oh, and you're so handsome, I have to like, yeah, you've okay, I'll give me another shot."
1: Exactly. <laughs> and the new boss, what's his name, Mister Chapman, is like, "I like lays because they're not just decorative; they keep my neck warm." It's like,
0: mm, do they? This movie's really trying hard to do like that double entendre humor and everything, but it's just falling flat, and it's. I'm not catching any of it anywhere. Right. This movie feels like something of a cocktail party. I don't know how else to really describe it. Well,
1: there's the scene later where they do the song Slice and Sand, where I'm like, this is just what I picture all of Brian's beach party movies of last summer. (laughs) It's just all like this. It's just like a bunch of people dancing on the beach and kicking sand around for, I imagine it's like 90 minutes of that or whatever. Pretty much. So Elvis passes the test. He passes Mrs. Chapman's test and he gets his first tour group and it's Miss... Abigail Prentice,
0: who's young, maybe 60 years ago. I have no idea. Maybe she's 30. Maybe she's 40. I don't know. I, I don't know. She looks really young to me. I, it, they go to the old marm first, expecting her to be the school lady and get utterly embarrassed. Elvis is like, I can spot a teacher from a mile away. And
1: they go to this old woman, and she just like, hello. And Abigail Prince is like, no, it's me. I, I'm the one. And then she says, this is the double 100 you're saying, Mr. Gates, do you think you can satisfy a school teacher and four teenage girls? I think I'll try. I think I'll try.
0: Not the most unlucky tour guide there. there is. No, or
1: tour group. Exactly. Yeah, work on both sides. So then Elvis's mom has the party, the welcome home Chad party. The Chad's going to work for my husband party. Right, right. This is where Miley meets
0: Elvis's mom, which is awkward. Very awkward. I mean, it's supposed to be, but it is. I mean, Angela Lansbury is just like, she's a really great actress but it's like she's unrelenting like it is just so much it's the character it's not the. i know it is but she's such a good actor that she pulls it off so well that you're just like oh man just like stop a little bit take it down a notch i was also getting a little like she's kind of famous for manchurian candidate too which is a very domineering mother relationship with her son as well um i was getting those vibes as well i think that movie comes later but yeah she's really great and so it just makes her performance like harder to take i guess yeah and the
1: elvis's friends who are also his backing band apparently see this awkward interaction like let's get her out of there so they start playing Hula baby and elvis is like oh i know this one i'll I'm, I'm just jump in there and sing <laughs> he
0: knows every song
1: so like they show up and like within a minute it's miley and the mom and then they play this song and they literally Rockahula out the door And that's the end of the party. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of that. I mean, there's less of it nowadays, but it's still, you could still see it where they sort of leave a scene too soon and it's like not quite over. So it just fades out at like this weird moment like that, where someone's just like left standing, like in frame going like, huh? Right. (laughs) Which is kind of funny because it's true to Elvis's character, but it's also like this party seemed like it
1: was a big deal in the movie. And then he's gone in two and a half minutes.
0: Yeah but he came he took it over he showed his parents what he would do and then he and then he splitsville yeah you know so the next day,
1: it's tour guide day. At the start of the tour
0: guide, Miley seems
1: jealous because it's five young women with Elvis. Yeah, I wouldn't who could blame her. And the teacher and the three girls are loving it. But Miss Corbett, Ellie, would you say the duchess?
0: Yeah, I think he calls her that. She seems to be the youngest, too. And she's just like... She and says, all the girls hate her, too. Yeah, she's such a pill. Like, she says, oh, like, everything is boring. Life is such a drag. And he's like, how old are you? Like... Seventeen, he's like, what, "How what do you know? What, do, how, what are you talking about?" Right. <laughs> it keeps it going for the for the rest of the movie. It, it makes it lively. And this is when he sings
1: "Moonlight Swim," which is the song that mm. is based on the music she plays on the radio in the back seat of the car. Which is okay, cool. Like this, is like the, a third time now that Elvis is just like, "Yeah, the songs on the radio, the songs playing. I'm like I know this one."
0: But it's weird that there's no lyrics to the radio version. The radio is playing the instrumentals. He making up lyrics? Maybe. Amazing. Amazing. true. On the fly. <laughs> then they do the surf lessons which is fine they don't
1: actually go surfing but they're just like doing the whole like pretend you're surfing on the sand which yeah. seems like an easy thing to film fun montage mr chapman gets miley all worried about elvis he's like you know that seems like a great gig for him like him with five young women who boy i want that and she's like wait a minute wait a minute
0: yeah i think it starts dawning on her that she might
1: lose elvis somehow and this is when Ellie comes onto Elvis, she reveals her bathing suit, which is like less it's it's not, not revealing, but it's less revealing than the bikini that Miley was wearing. And he yeah. just says, I don't rob cradles.
0: Yes. See, I believe last time we recorded, I watched this by accident yes. and then watched the real the right movie. And I thought that this line was in that movie because something similar happens in that movie where like an older or younger woman is after Elvis and there's like cradle robbing vibes there too. But I couldn't believe this term was around Yeah, that early. I mean, maybe it's not that early, but well, because, you know, I mean, 60 years ago, but it's also there's he's rejecting a younger
1: woman and he's also rejecting an older woman. And that term kind of applies. Like, I don't think Miss Prentice says it at the end, but she might uh, might as well say, like, you know, robbing the cradle or whatever. Like, I'm old, but I'm not that old.
0: Yeah. I'm older,
1: but I'm not that old.
0: And she's like, I'm old enough to be with you or no, I'm not too old to be with you or something like that, implying the wrong idea
1: it does feel like there's like societally like a five-year window which is like two years before two years after and like that's it
0: i was told five will get you ten so you want to (laughs) stay you want to stay close
1: half your age plus seven is the old dumb rule of thumb right so like if elvis is 20 17
0: which is, she is. So the filmmakers had that in mind, I guess. So. I, but what's the age of consent in Hawaii? I don't know. In the '60s,
1: who knows? But then they go to a luau, and he sings to the group. There's a song kuyapo I don't. I don't know how to pronounce it. K U U I P O. Yeah. He sings to the group at the a, bonfire. There's the a, on the beach.
0: There's a lot of that like pigeon kind of stuff that I wish I could picked up and wrote down a lot more of, which is like sort of the native slang for things sure. and stuff like that. And uh, I like how that's integrated in because Elvis speaks more like I would imagine someone from hawaii would talk as opposed to his parents characters and things like that also i think the tour is going pretty well like not just the tour in the movie but the tour that the movie is of hawaii for the time it's really well shot like you get all different types of like climates and things like that and like we're going to the parties we're going to the luau's, Mm -hmm. we're seeing all different kinds of of stuff so yeah
1: then we get my favorite song, which feels like the weirdest song. I don't know if it's my favorite song. It's it's definitely the weirdest song in the movie where Ito, Ito O'Hara, who's the guy in the beginning where he's just making hamburgers on the beach. All oh, right. And he's just like eating his like six fish. Because they do the hooky lao, which is like, if you don't pull the net, you don't get the fish. Like they like draw in the net and they cook all oh, the fresh yeah. fish. And he's eating all this different stuff. And then he just like Elvis sings a song about, it's called Edo Eats. And it's just a song about how much fish Ito eats. Yeah. And it's like, okay. So you had no intention of like ever releasing this as like a single. This is just like, it's literally just a song from the movie, which I love because it feels like every song is kind of like, hey, if people love it, we're going to release it. But like, Edo Eats, I don't think would ever be on the radio because it makes no sense out of context.
0: Exactly. And so I'm am amazed it's on the same album as I Can't Help Falling in Love with You or whatever. No. And I'm now amazed they don't do sort of more of this in the movie, like, uh, like a song about miley like miley's fine miley's sweet like something like you know you know if ito eats gets his own fucking song like what the hell's going
1: on all the songs he sings to her are good love songs but they're not for her they're right. just
0: like for everyone yeah like if he had a song for his mom or you like, know i could go for
1: miles and miles or i was i dream of you miles and miles or something
0: yeah and if he had a song about the teacher you know the teacher's old but not that old not too old to be with me then they go
1: to Slice and Sand, which you talked about, just transitioned it directly after singing Edo Eats, Uh, at just them kicking up sand on the beach. Elvis's mom, we learn, unsurprisingly, not happy he's a tour guide. And then we go to the sort of the big confrontation. This is not the first time that Elvis has gotten into a fight at a restaurant.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. He has like a, he's moonlighting at a bar where he sings and stuff in the with the hula girls and the Mai Tais and everything. It's <laughs> unclear if he's
1: moonlighting there or just his band works there, because he's also there like as the tour guide, and then he just jumps in and sings Hawaiian Sunset.
0: Again, I feel like much like Swayze, he's sort of like the entertainment guy you know like i don't know about this reference but he's like you know how kyle does the food tours and and stuff like that like he, he does the tours around hawaii and he'll just jump on stage and karaoke once in a while <laughs> i'm sure kyle would love the fact that you
1: just compared him to elvis presley the garvey show up and they start ruffling some feathers and hitting on miss prentice and all this different stuff and wanting to dance yeah. with the girls and mrs garvey's just like a drunk mess and just like not
0: keeping her husband in check and the husband's even worse and too many mai ties. it's like give me another one of these drinks and two for her and, and and like keep them coming and Elvis signals to the band he doesn't sing again
1: but he's just like play something because like this is about to get bad and then Mr. Garvey gets up and swings at Elvis who like easily ducks the punch because Mr. Garvey's drunk and Elvis is young and not drunk <laughs> yeah and then Elvis just punches every guy. Yeah. Every yeah. single guy, not even Mr. Garvey. is like punching dudes. Yeah.
0: It's like a straight up Western bar brawl yeah. where like people would be going out of windows if there were windows anywhere like around this bar scene. But I liked it. I wasn't expecting a brawl and a ruckus and a riot. No. In in like a love, like a romance movie in hawaii but yeah. i guess
1: you know come to hawaii and get arrested i guess so they go they do get arrested they go to jail and he sings beach boy blues because he and his band <laughs> are all in one cell and everybody else in the prisons in the other cell
0: i wrote jailhouse rock part two
1: and there's a guy who's like crying he's like i think your music's so beautiful i hope you get life with me and this is another one of elvis's face like oh no i don't want to i don't want to stay in here
0: that was great where the one guy was like would you guys shut up with that racket and the other guy like knocks him out he's like that was beautiful <laughs> there's a couple good lines in this song though now I'm a kissing cousin
1: which is a movie we've not yep. gotten to yet to a ripe right pineapple I'm in the can which is a nice play on words oh, yeah. and just like the pig before he gave all his life at the luau I'm, I'm in, in the, the pen.
0: pen yeah not
1: bad pretty good and his dad bails him out almost immediately. And it's just like, everybody else can figure it out. I'm sure they all have fathers like me who like love them and have enough money to bail them out or whatever, which do we see as man the rest of the movie
0: or are they in prison the rest of the movie? I think they come back at the end for okay. the wedding. Yes, but yes. I- they are rowing the boats, but they're like <laughs> for half an hour, they're gone. No, Elvis got out because he could afford bail. They yeah. got they had to wait like an extra day. It would be funny if this became like a courtroom drama about like the legal proceedings <laughs> of this, but that's not what it does. It manslaughter, like it became Con Air for a while. Like he just accidentally killed some guy at this bar. Like he did in a movie. Yeah. Remember when he punched that guy and he actually, that was that Was, was that House King Creole? Rock. Oh, that was, was House Rock. Yeah. They all blurred in my brain. This should just be one big movie. So
1: uh, Mr. Chapman is there. And he's like, you owe me $700, which back then I'm actually going to. That's w- a lot, right? $6,500 wow yeah he destroyed the whole bar yeah and Mr. Chapman's like you owe me a lot of money uh you're fired and Elvis is like no I'm just gonna go back in prison and then (laughs) wait no I actually have an idea I'm going to tell the newspaper how your one client fought your other client and this is actually all kind of your fault and Mr. Chapman's like well so the newspaper and like his lawyer's like yeah you can sue whoever you want like you're paying me like they are all good ideas and so he fires Elvis and Miley's like cool I quit too and so they're just kind of like beach bums for a little while
0: yeah, and his parents are pissed. But yeah, he's
1: hanging out at the beach, topless again. Yep. Angela Blensbury says Miley is pulling Elvis down to her level. Elvis's dad is like, no more beach friends, no more harebrained oh. jobs.
0: At one point, she said something like, tourists aren't people. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? She's a tourist. <laughs> yeah, she's the ultimate tourist. Seriously. So
1: then he's just like, okay, cool. Um, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to move out. I'll, fig- I'll make do
0: i love how elvis is just like i'll figure it out tomorrow like today i'm moving out tomorrow whatever we'll get there doesn't doesn't know where his next meal's coming from doesn't care
1: no he'll make two i mean he's talented he looks like elvis everybody loves him we get the first of two there's the joke i don't remember we talk about i talk about bob a lot is it Patton? I don't remember, but they're like, Halle Berry. No, it's Jim Gaffigan. He's like, Halle Berry and Swordfish, like, is like, it needs money. It's just like, you look like Halle Berry. Be a model. Like, you're fine. <laughs> so, like, there's like that whole thing. But, like, that's this movie kind of is just like, hey, he's
0: Elvis. He looks like Elvis. He's talented. He'll be
1: fine. That's how it feels. And the
0: audience is like, yeah, I get it. And then he has this very original idea of opening up his own tourism. Correct. With Company. Miley. Yeah.
1: But he proposes to Miley the first of two sort of shitty proposals where he's just like, hey, uh, what, what do you think if we got married? And she's like, is that a proposal? He's like, well, I want to know what you say first. That's not how it works. he. And then she doesn't really give him an answer. But he's like, oh, I'm the first guy to lose a home, a family, a job and a girl in a single day, which mm. kind of, but also Maybe. whatever. Yeah, they're probably not the first guy but he has got he's got the idea like you said independent tour company calls up Miss Prentice and just like let's finish your vacation out right because I guess Mr Chapman's thing got shut down or something or they got they quit or they they left him or whatever because it was a mess
0: I guess yeah I guess that, that he had to uh, shutter his business because they had no Elvis no Miley it kind of reminds me of like <laughs> I mean, this is sad in the office when he goes and steals all... You know, to start Michael Scott's paper company and steals all of his old clients. Mm. It's just like that same gag where it's like, who are we going to get to tour? It's like, well, I know a couple people who could finish sure. a tour. The idea
1: that Elvis has later that like is going to put him in business is the most far-fetched idea that I've ever heard. We'll get to that in a second. But he moves Miss Prentice and the girls into a new hotel. They go to horseback riding and over this Elvis, not singing, it's an Elvis song, Island of Love, just playing non-diegetic over the scene. I was like, okay,
0: horseback riding, wrote that down too. Oh, did don't they switch islands too? They go to Kauai, I think so. Yeah, they switch yeah, cause islands because island it's called Island of Island of Love, parentheses, Kauai. Yeah, that reminded me of Honeymoon in Vegas with Cage on the cell on the uh, Cage's on the phone and he's like trying to find his fiance and he's like, Kauai, he says something about Kauai, he's like, How many islands are there in this? <laughs> Then it becomes like a sex comedy, kind of,
1: right? Like, it becomes, like, the movie that I sort of feared all these are going to be...
0: Oh, yeah, all the hanky-panky stuff.
1: Where Ellie sneaks into Elvis's room. Miley calls. She's like, hey, I'm at the hotel. He's like, uh, hold on a minute. And then calls her Miss oversexed and underaged. And... She said she knew that Elvis loved her when he went to prison for her. And he's like, that's not what I did.
0: <laughs> and she steals like her sister's nightgown and all of like the perfume and stuff like that. Yes. I don't know if they're sisters, but like she takes like a little item from all the other women and like is this amalgam mm-hmm. of all of them when yep. she walks into Elvis's room? It's really weird.
1: <laughs> Two of them show up and he's like, you got to hide. And so he puts her behind this curtain and they're like, I see her thing. I smell her. She, mm-hmm. she was here, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I was, I'm still here. Well, And then Miss Prentice shows up and they're all like, okay now we all have to hide <laughs> but there's a back door so they take it. she's like just go out the
0: back door well i guess they were panicking I you guess know so. elvis is constantly in and out of state of high anxiety in this movie yeah. you know whether it be like okay i go from relaxing on the beach with my girlfriend to like my mom's freaking party and then it's like now i'm back on the beach and now it's like this tour group won't leave me alone i can't even go to sleep like he's like oh he's man i felt bad for him now And this, I feel, is like
1: the movie's one misdirect kind of that doesn't really work, where Miss Prentice shows up, and you think that she's there to fall in love with Elvis, but really she's like, no, I found you know, your dad's business partner.
0: Yeah, that was set up enough... Or at all, from what I can understand. Because she
1: says to Elvis, either in this scene or earlier, she's like, every year I take a vacation, I go somewhere because I want to find love. That's the only thing. i a school mm-hmm. teacher, I have the summers off, and I go somewhere every year I try to find a boyfriend, try to find a husband. She's basically like, I found it. And then Elvis is like, hey, I am I got Miley. And then Miley is like, looks through the window and sees Miss Prentice kiss him, which doesn't make any sense. But then we find out that Miss Prentice is like, no, 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 like, your dad's business partner, Jack. And it's just like, no, I love him. It's like,
0: oh, what? Yeah. Who? Who is Jack again? I don't think it's just this movie, but this movie in particular, like some movies are just so focused on a character's point of view, they have blinders on. The movie has blinders on, okay? Yeah. But the people writing it know what they want to do the entire time. So at the end, I think this was intended to feel like a giant twist of relief for the audience. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because we've just been Elvis's state of mind the whole time. We probably do think everyone wants to bang us. When you find out, no, I've actually been seeing this person off screen when you haven't been around. I wish it worked better but like it's a good idea right
1: yes so Miss Prentice is in the hotel room and then the other two girls come in are like Ellie stole the jeep and she just drove off like it's the middle of the night so Elvis goes tearing after her Ellie crashes runs into the water because she's just like out of her mind and Elvis goes there and he's like she's like nobody cares about
0: me nobody cares about me he's like you don't know how much I care about you and he spanks her (laughs) It's so bizarre. I don't know if this is where the culture and the comedy intersect at the era of when this was made. Is that what's happening? Because I still grew up at a time where like, not that... Parents hit their kids like like that. And that's just I mean, they did, but my parents never hit me. But you would see on TV and sitcoms like, I'll spank you, you know, like spanking and like putting someone over the knee was like. He literally bends her
1: over his knee and spanks her like eight or ten times. Then we get it is insane. I mean that but that's like the most erotic thing in the whole movie. Right. But it's not meant to be it's not romantic, it's not sexy, it's just like this is how much I care about you. I'm gonna punish you. But then she loves it because the next day, the funniest thing in the movie is the next day we cut to them at breakfast. Uh, so we is cut amazing. to her sitting on two big pillows and it's like, oh, she can't sit down straight or whatever because she got spanked too hard by Elvis last night. And they say, oh, you don't look well. I hope you didn't catch a head cold last night. And she says, no, ma'am, just the opposite. So not a head cold, but a cold of the bottom because Elvis <laughs>
0: spanked her. It's like, what is this movie doing? And she's sort of straightened out now right like isn't she kind of enjoying the tour yeah, and like unwound yes. and
1: relaxed and this is where Miss Prentice tells Elvis like oh no me and Jack and then he's like oh Miley you didn't see what you thought like it's Miley's she loves Jack yeah she's yeah like, she's like I don't know who Jack is I don't care I don't believe you and she, store, she, like Elvis, she throws Elvis out of her hotel room. She's, like, packing to go home, I guess, on her home on the island. Yeah. And as she closes the window, she sees Miss Prentice and Jack. She's like, oh. Uh. So there's, like, 15 seconds of, like, Miley being like, I uh. am done. And, oh, no, he actually was right.
0: It's the same way that it opens, where she's like, I'm so excited to go see Elvis. And then she sees Elvis, and he's making out with someone. She's like, I fucking hate this guy. And then he comes down, and he's like, it was just a joke. And she's like, all right, I love Elvis again. Yeah. <laughs> So then Elvis's idea, he's like, Jack, how many salesmen
1: do you guys have? And his dad is like, we got 300 something, right? And he's like, well, what if instead of meeting in Atlanta every year, you come out here and I give a tour of the island? And I'm like, that's not a business. That's a one-time thing. That's a crazy amount of work for one week, but like you don't make your whole thing. He's like, but what if also every time they hit a sales quota, they get an all expenses paid trip out here? And Jack is like, that's a brilliant idea. And I'm like, You just agreed to pay Elvis, like, hundreds (laughs) of thousands of dollars. Like, I understand it's, like, a sales perk, but, like, this guy is, like, so happy that, like, he's going to spend money. Free trips to Hawaii? Maybe he thinks all expenses paid is that Elvis is paying for them. I don't know. But it's just, like, this is unsustainable
0: it kind of went over me at the time because i was just like oh so like he's just setting up future business and stuff but like the particulars of it never really hit me the way that it just doesn't make a lot of sense yeah,
1: he's not only really a tour guide he's a tour guide for the great southern hawaiian fruit company <laughs> yeah. yes exclusively yeah, that's, like that's oh it. yeah these three guys hit their sales quota
0: just, their turn yeah just keep sending people out to me to give tours which i'm sure
1: actually does happen you know there's independent like, consultants or whatever who like have one client right it's just like yeah. i only deal with them but this also Seems insane. So then he's like, "All right, Miley, what are we going to call our business?" She says a thing. He's like, "No, no, 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 Gates of Hawaii." And she's like, "Well, what about me?" He's like, "Well, Gates is plural." And then
0: that's like the way he proposes to her. Mm-hmm. And she's, and she's like, like, "Are you saying what I think you're saying? Because you're a dummy, and I really need you to spell it out." And then smash cut to their wedding, so it worked out. <laughs> yeah, I love this—the look of this wedding, though. It's so—I guess this is you know—it's so very Hawaiian, you know, because I've never seen this anywhere else where they're on the raft and with the flowers and being brought down the river and everything. It's very interesting. He sings Hawaiian wedding song over the last like
1: three minutes of the movie, sings to Miley at their wedding, and that's how the movie ends. Is that what it's called? Hawaiian wedding song? Yeah. So Miley, the actress Joan Blackman, okay, will return in two or three movies for Kid Galahad.
0: Oh, okay. She'll be back.
1: The only other people of note that I found that like were actors of note. Obviously, in Murder She Wrote for Angela Lansbury, among many other things. You mentioned a certain candidate. His dad, played by Roland Winters, is best known for playing Charlie Chan in six films in the '40s.
0: Okay, was he? Check see. Was he in any Universal monster movies? Because someone in those movies also played Charlie Chan for a very long stint.
1: He was in Abbott and Costello Meet Killer, Meet the Killer Boris Karloff. I don't think he was in other things. There's a
0: movie. He was in a movie called Killer Shark. This poster looks so cool. I love it. Um, Yeah, I might be thinking of Peter Lorre or something, but interesting. Okay. So, and that's Lou White. All right. That was a fun one. So what do you think is the best song in the movie? I mean, it's got to be Can't Help Falling in Love, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the best song since Lonely Cowboy. Lonesome Cowboy? (laughs) Is it better than Lonesome Cowboy, though? Probably. Yeah, I think it is. I think just orchestration and the way it sticks in your ear, and I've heard that song my entire life, you know what I mean? Like, I was kind of just... I can't imagine the world without that song. So Lonesome
1: Cowboy from Loving You, our second movie, and it has a six-movie streak of having the best song in an Elvis movie, so Can't Help Falling In Love surpasses it. All right new record we'll see you know I don't know anything the next movie is called Follow That Dream which is a movie I've literally never heard of
0: no idea never so
1: heard of it so I would guess I mean who knows what these what songs are from these movies but what Can't Help that? Falling in Love might have a new reign of terror that might go we're gonna see it
0: might go to the end I mean there's other songs I like more you know but you gotta you, there's an undeniability like that that's a great song
1: so on a scale of 1 to 10 10 being it's as natural as possibly can be 1 is just like stop everything we're gonna sing a song now how forced are the 14 songs, because I think yeah. some are really good, and some are very awkwardly jammed in there. On average, in total, just for reference, the last one, Wild in the Country... We had a 9.8, which is very, very high. Flaming Star, we had a 9.5. And then before that, we had a six, eight, five, nine, 8, 5, 9, and 7.5. So like it's ranged.
0: Flaming Star. King Creole, was. it helps when he's a musician. King you know?
1: Creole was 9 of 10. That was one of the yeah. better ones. So yeah. here he's not a musician,
0: but he's not not a musician. By the way, I really want someone to remake King Creole. Let's see. I didn't want to be that harsh about it, but I'm going to have to say like a 6.5. So Love Me Tender was a 6 where he's just like, hey, I'm going to grab my guitar. Like it feels... Because some of this is like, hey, I'm about to go on stage and perform a song because I'm supposed to. You know, like I was hired to do this. But some of it is like, I'm just going to sing along to the radio. It just happens to be a song I know. Or like we're hanging out on the beach and I'm talking to my friends I haven't seen in two years and we spontaneously break into a song.
1: I guess that's the thing. It's like, we have to accept the baseline reality that he's always going to be a musical guy. Right. And that the way he interacts with the world and with his friends is via music. So with that established, (laughs) yeah. But like on average, six and a half, I think is fine.
0: I guess it would be sort of like a free guy thing where it's like, what if Elvis was the only one who could express himself in song? So like you get this character who every scene or two starts singing a song to explain what he's thinking and and everyone else is talking in regular dialogue so like this movie but only elvis sings and everyone else thinks it's extremely weird
1: i'm into it this movie actually has a kind of low rating
0: so here let's take a look i think it's considered Way more problematic than we talked about because of the Angela Lansbury stuff and some of the...
1: But I think, like we said, stuff. I think it's okay because I don't think that they glorify it. I, That's, think, I think they right.
0: say I do she's too. wrong. I do too. And I think I missed that the first time I watched it. And I think that might be missed by a lot of people because it's so in your face. Yeah, I think... As much as i like doing the pocket i want to see all these
1: elvis movies because i bought all the elvis movies i want to see them but i i fear every time we start one i'm just like oh no is this
0: like writing a song about every state you're like we get to two states and i'm done i'm ang- <laughs> i'm anxious i'm just like oh
1: this could be really bad and not even just like in terms of like filmmaking quality just like it's sixty years ago and like things have changed yeah and like, the I content don't... and like almost in the beginning i'm just like oh this is a blast
0: i think this one in in particular helped to hey, I was i was looking forward to seeing it i, I had heard about this one is one i had heard about a lot before we started this thing but also like i really love the look of hawaii so like it was very pleasing just to watch yep. you know like you could almost have it on mute until the songs start or I'm whatever i'm
1: surprised this is not on a blu-ray as far as i know
0: i'm surprised all of his shit isn't on blu-ray there's a the blows my fucking mind there's
1: a the three movie pack that we got coming up in a little while with kiss and cousins eva las vegas and girl happy and there was a three pack blu-ray that came out that i have that Joey. And king creel was since we started the podcast yeah came out of
0: but think about how many times they've done like James Bond collections and other kinds of collections and all kinds of collections and shit. And it's not like there isn't like an Elvis estate that could control all this and figure out how to put out a nice Blu-ray box set with like some That they would company. like making money on or whatever, right? Dude, yeah. they would make so much money. Like this is something you could reissue every two or three years and people would keep rebuying it. Because I don't think any of these movies really are streamable. Not, I don't think. Not a lot of them. So like, like that's you, what's so bizarre too.
1: So put them on streamers or put them out like a Blu-ray with a digital cup.
0: Like just get them out there. I think that's the reason I wanted to do this show so badly is because I wanted to see these movies so badly because yeah. they're just like why are they not more easily accessible? So yeah. Blue
1: Hawaii was by far the most popular movie that we have seen so far. Well, not by far, but it had the most people who had seen it on Letterboxd, 4,400. Closest was House Rock with 3,500 at a 2.9, which is our tied for our lowest Letterboxd score. Whoa. On IMDb, Blue Hawaii had 5,900 people see it. House Rock at 7,200 people saw it. So, But other than that, like the closest thing was like 4,000, so head and shoulders away. Okay. A 6.1 on IMDb, which is the lowest, flat lowest of the of the eight so far. Weird. So follow that dream, meanwhile. This is 6.5 on IMDb, which is, the highest we had was King Creole which was a seven flat, seven oh. 6.5 is tied for second highest, so according to IMDb, you know, but 2,500 people have seen it. So in the middle, sort of low letterbox a three flat, which is right in there. But only 724 people have seen it, which is the third lowest Elvis so far. Whoa! Wait, third lowest but second highest rated?
0: No, third, least seen.
1: Third, so it's two different platforms. But yeah, thirdly seen, but like better. I don't know. That's I no what idea. I'm trying to. Yes. Regulate. So like, if fewer people have seen it, but like the people see it, think it's slightly better than most other things. So what do you think? a movie called Follow That Dream is about cuz i don't even know where to begin
0: what could his dream be
1: and then i can look it up i have the tabs open i've not looked up i kind of want i don't want to know yeah it's a I'm little like look. you're spoiling the trailer
0: yeah kind of thing what do you think
1: follow that dream is about
0: i think elvis is going to follow his dream of being a musician <laughs> Yeah.
1: (laughs) No, really. Like, what else? What state is it going to take place in? Hmm. This could be the road trip movie that you're talking about.
0: That would be nice. I say it takes place in Tennessee. Easy money. Okay. (laughs) Follow that dream. I don't want to say he's a musician this time because we've seen him be other stuff. You change it. Okay. I'm going to change it from musician to something else. So his dream isn't to be a musician, he wants to be a race car driver. (laughs) Okay. And he's starting out in like early NASCAR or whatever it is. Okay. And that's his dream, because I want to see Elvis do that movie. I think we get something like that in the future where he does stock car racing, but I'm not positive. Could be getting, like, wires crossed somewhere, but whatever. It's just a game.
1: I think... He's a Southern boy because, of course, he is. <laughs> who has a dream to become a Hollywood actor? Oh, and he follows the Hollywood dream and becomes an actor. And It's kind of like a meta movie. It's a movie within a movie, and that's why people like it. Maybe because okay, it like, oh, does a little be bit cool. meta.
0: I didn't. I didn't even consider why
1: people would like it. I just <laughs> was like, what, what do I want to I see? I don't think there's any blue ye so far. Again. I don't remember most of these movies, They've because we've watched these over the course. This started pre-pandemic. It's been years since yeah, we started selling so yeah, the early ones. Yeah. But I think this is my second favorite movie so far, behind King Creole.
0: Yeah, it's up there. It's definitely up there for me, too. And I think Wild in the Country was one of the better ones, too. I might even raise my letterbox score after this conversation, because uh, I was actually worried after this conversation I would lower it, because I would find things more things wrong with it, but I actually find myself looking upon it way more fondly than I was expecting.
1: I gave King Creole a four star out of five on Letterboxd. I gave this three and a half and I think think that's fine because I don't think it's as good as King Creole. Maybe I would like King Creole more.
0: I don't know. I'll tell you this. I mean, I would rewatch this one because of the elements you know like the uh, the whole hawaiian travelogue stuff like it's just it's just a very cool looking movie
1: i forgot that Kara was on this podcast and she joined us for jailhouse rock and she guessed king Creole. i was like why is Kara's guesses here but yes okay oh, yeah i totally forgot okay riley keogh updates zola oh, getting some awards she was nominated for some acting award she did not win for the chicago some film critics association
0: yeah i saw it since we last convened it's been a while you saw zola yeah it's yeah. great right loved it yeah it's insane
1: She's filming Daisy Jones and the Six, which is based on the book, the, the TV series. I don't know when that's coming out. It's not out yet, but I think it's been sort of a quiet time for her as she's just working and acting and hasn't yeah. had things come out.
0: Yeah, and also that's been the the pandemic and stuff, so I guess productions are... Just a little lesser. I forgot I saw that killer shark tab open. I'm just like, this is pretty cool. college oh. student takes a break and goes out to sea with his father,
1: the captain of a shark hunting boat, when his inexperience results in an accident in which his father and his crewmen are badly injured. He tries to make up for it by rounding up another crew and going back out on the hunt. However, things don't quite turn out the way he planned. It's
0: Jaws. Send me a, send me a link. I want to check that one Hell out. Hell yeah. Uh, the show you were about the resort on HBO the, the, that you mentioned earlier. Yes. That shot during the pandemic. Like White Lotus, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Alexandra Dario? yeah she started a youtube channel during the pandemic and there's just like you know oh yeah with her friends and like doing clothes and stuff. yeah right. there's just that's how little there was to watch that i started watching her youtube show and then i was like why is she in hawaii why is she in hawaii killer shark entirely on youtube roddy mcdowell in it oh my man i love
1: it hour and 17 minutes looks like black and white cool i love sharks I love shark movies very nice Any other thoughts about blue hawaii
0: this was a fun one good episode so-
1: at the very latest, our next episode will be the new Captain Tom Parker movie.
0: Oh, right. The Elvis movie, the Boz Lerman movie.
1: Yeah, that we'll cover here and we'll also cover for the Hanks podcast. I want to be done with this, but in a good way. You know what I mean. Like I want to keep watching these. I don't want to just. I hear you. So you know we got some Charlie's movies to catch up on. We got some other things to watch. We, we got other things coming out. So big cage movie next month. Oh yeah, that's next next month, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. For all things, Viva Pod Vegas and Mike Show. Third time to charm of the monsters that made us. And my shows, Too Fast, Too Forever, and How to Win the Lottery, and thirty shows now on the network. Go to cageclub.me, Facebook.com/slash/cageclub. Don't go there. I don't. I don't know they that anymore. Or at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram. Email us. King, I think at cageclub.me or just mailbag at cageclub.me we'll get it. Come back next time for Follow That Dream, whatever it's about. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike
0: Manzi, And we're taking care of business in a flash.
1: Night and you and blue